Welcome to The Daily Sales Show, hosted by Sell Better. Welcome back, everybody, to The Sell Better Daily Show, where we bring you daily sales advice to help you sell better. I'm your host, Adrian Sea, and today we are here to talk about the LinkedIn prospecting playbook that you need to have as a seller. Now, if you've been in sales, you know, in this modern age, LinkedIn is a modern part of the game. You got to not only know how to find the right prospects, but how you can reach out to them. Add a little sprinkle on the top. You got to also kind of build a brand for yourself and you can definitely do it on LinkedIn. So we're going to give you guys everything you need to prepare yourself for the proper LinkedIn prospecting that you've always wanted to do. Now, I love to know where are you guys tuning in from? So throw it in the chat. I love to see some of these. Also, be sure to switch your chat to everyone. So click that blue button and switch it to everyone. It's immediately on host and panelists. So just give it a quick switch so I can actually see what you guys are posting. Now, I'm already seeing this chat blow up. I love it. We got Richmond from Nashville. We got Thomas from Atlanta. And Kevin from Chicago. Kevin, I'll be there in September. I'm very excited. Love to see everyone. Thank you so much for engaging in the chat. And let's keep it going. Now, who do we have today as a speaker? We have Mandy McEwen. She is a LinkedIn trainer and consultant from Mod Girl Marketing. Thank you for joining us here, Mandy. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I'm excited, Adrian. Me too. Now, I got a quick question for you. What do you think people are getting wrong about LinkedIn? Uh, everything. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's get real. Um, I want to answer one thing, which is going to tee us up for what we're talking about first. And the main thing that people get wrong that's really simple is their profile. And it's because it just looks kind of like a boring resume and it's just not meant to be an attractor, right? And so that's the main thing is we want our profile to really represent us well and attract people to want to talk to us. We don't want it to be lame and boring and the majority of profiles are lame. All right. So we're going to make sure their profiles are not lame. Exactly. Give you guys everything you need to really spice it up and have it ready to go for prospects when they visit your profile. So before we get into it, if you're looking to level up in 2023, we are here to help with our daily show. Yes, everyone, we do this daily. So be sure to check out all the incredible shows we have coming up. You can scan this QR code here on your screen or visit us at sellbetter.xyz. And of course, we wouldn't be able to do this without our partners. So special shout out to Attention. Guys, if you haven't seen this tool, it is incredible. It will allow you to host a demo and be able to have things pop up in real time using AI. It writes notes for you for the most important parts of your demo, what people are talking about, what they care about. It will infer it. And also, if you're a prospect that asks, hey, uh, what do you have against X competitor? The tool will analyze the conversation and populate a battle card right in front of you with the answer you're looking for. So you're always on your toes, ready to go. So be sure to check it out. I'm going to drop in the link in the chat. You got to check it out. Now, what are we going to be speaking on today? Today's agenda, we're going to tell you guys the strategies to prepare your LinkedIn profiles. Remember, we're not going for lame. We're going for awesome. So we're going to show you how to do that. We're also going to give you guys social selling tactics and tips. Like I said, 
LinkedIn can be a multifaceted place. You want to have the social selling down packed so you can start building a name for yourself. And also examples of what type of content you want to post and the outreach you need to have when reaching out to these prospects. So I'm going to start a movement here and it's going to be stop pitch slapping in 2023. And I hope it catches on with this show. Now, I want to know who is in the room. Do we have SDRs? Maybe we have AEs. Maybe we have senior leadership or frontline managers. Guys, this helps us tailor the conversation. I see there's a lot of senior leadership. I'm going to say, hey, Mandy, what does senior leaders need to do so that they can prep their reps for social selling on LinkedIn? Or if I see a lot of SDRs, I'm going to ask Mandy, what can an SDR do to send the right message as soon as they connect with someone on LinkedIn? So let me know who is in the room. Super important to the conversation. Now, I'm already seeing here that we have about 39% AEs and about 13% senior leadership. Mandy, what do you think about that? I like it. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, you guys are going to love this. Definitely, definitely. When we get into this, it's going to help your team significantly. Now, let's just get right into it, yeah? So, one thing we have is the LinkedIn profile must-haves. Like we said, we're going for awesome here. So, in the pre-call, you mentioned that you need to have a good headline, the audio introduction, featured media, and the about section. So, how about we start with the headline? What do you need to have in a good headline for your profile? Yes. So if you are an AE or SDR on here, I want you to move your title to the very end of your headline. Okay. So I want you to lead with the value that you provide to your end user. And so you always want to provide exactly what you do for people. And so because what happens is when you are perusing LinkedIn and doing all the things I'm getting ready to tell you to do, people only see your headshot and they see your the first you know handful of keywords in your headline. And if you're wasting that space, that real estate, which is your job title, that doesn't really tell people the value that you bring to the table and why they should connect with you. So you want a value-based headline. And then if you want, you can put your title at the end of that headline. I like that. I like that. And I want to know from people in the chat, Put a one if you feel your LinkedIn profile could use a little bit of work. And put a two if you guys think it's already down packed. You got a killer LinkedIn profile and you're ready to go. I'm seeing this <laughs> chat blow up with ones. Nick I mean, said, got Nick's lame. <laughs> yeah. Nick's just saying, hey, mine's lame. Well, Nick, let's make sure to change that and get that lame to an awesome. So what about an audio introduction? What exactly is that? Is it something yeah. I can do on my computer? How does that work? Yeah, good question. By the way, I'm I'm proud of you guys for at least admitting it. That's step number one is admitting that you have a problem. So good job. We're going to help you with this. We're going to help you not have lame profiles. So this is an awesome hack that probably a lot of you don't even know that it's possible. And I want you to do this because now that they got rid of the cover story video, um, we can we can no longer add the videos, but if you had the video, you could still do it. So what you do on the mobile phone, so pull up your LinkedIn mobile app, click the pencil, like you're going to edit your profile. So go to your profile, click the little pencil next to your headshot, and then right below your name where you can edit your name, it's called name pronunciation, and it will allow you 10 seconds. And it, ideally, it's it was created so people know how to pronounce your first and last name, but I don't just want you to say your first and last name. I want you to introduce yourself with a little message. So mine is super basic and it just says, hey, I'm Andy McEwen. Thanks for talking about my profile. If I can help you with anything, let me know. That's it. But you could say something specific. You can tell people to connect with you. 
but it's a really good way to build fast rapport with people because they get to hear your voice ahead of time. And hardly well anyone's doing this, especially AEs and SDR. Like I hardly see any anyone in sales that that have this on unless they've been trained by me, of course. So it's a really good way to stand out. So it needs to be done on the mobile app. And just so people understand, when you first see the profile, it comes up as a little sound icon, doesn't it, on the profile? Yep. All right. So guys, make sure to take full advantage of that. I've seen some really creative ones. I've seen some funny ones. Overall, you want to give people a taste of who you are and what they can expect when they actually get a chance to meet you one-on-one or through a cold call, whatever it may be. So be sure to utilize this feature. Now, the next one we have here, which I see people in the chat already asking, is featured media. What exactly is that and how can people put it on their profile? Yes. Yeah, so is, is the screen supposed to be showing, by the way? Uh, No, I turned okay. it off, but let's uh, we can share it back up here. No, it's fine. I was just making sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. I don't care either way. Okay. Featured media. This is featured links, featured media, same thing. So what you want to do with the featured link section, this is available on the about section and in the experience section. And if you don't see this, you guys, on your profile, you should see an area like right below your name, like at the top of your profile that says add profile section. If you click that, it's under a drop down called recommended and it's called featured links. So that's the steps to get it if you don't see it on your profile. And what you want to do is you want to link to valuable resources. So it could be um, a testimonials page, a use case, a video. Maybe you had an awesome post that blew up that you want to feature. Obviously, a website link would be good. You could do a demo page. So think of think of your profile as a mini sales page. Okay. So we are trying to pre-sell people ahead of time, but not like a salesy sales page, like a cool sales page that actually provides value. And so you want to link to things like think of yourself as as your prospect. So the moment someone lands on your profile. What are, let's say three, start with three links or media. You could even upload like a PDF. Like It's up to you, like the sky's the limit here. But what are three things that people can see from your profile that's going to build your trust and authority as a professional, but also as the brand, right? So we're in sales. We need to focus on what we are selling for the organization. And so there's, you can get creative here, but I love linking to videos and, and case studies and testimonials newsletters, whatever you want, but that's the whole point of the featured links. And it really does take your profile to the next level because again, hardly anyone is doing this. And I get so much feedback from sales teams that I train. They're like, you don't know how many people have told me they love the the links on my profile. Like it's, it seems pretty simple, but it really does make a big difference. I love that. And you can use anything from content you've written to things your companies have yeah. produced. Yeah, for sure. I would recommend, especially if you're in sales, I would recommend a combination. Now, if you haven't been posting a lot on LinkedIn that you might you might not have any of your own content, that's totally fine. Right. If you have been posting on LinkedIn and you have some decent content that's somewhat recent, um, I usually feature content that's less than like I actually have probably something that's maybe like seven months old up there now. But typically less than like six months old is the content that I swap out. And the cool thing about this that I tell my clients is you can swap it out. So if you have a certain event that you guys are trying to draw attention to, then post that in your featured link section. When the event's over, take it off and and put something else in there. So maybe you guys have a a news section on your blog, on the company blog, and you're keeping up with industry trends and there's something hot right now in your industry. Make that featured in your profile. So when people land on your profile, they're like, oh man, this person knows what's up. They're they're up with the trends and they know what's happening. And then that links them to the website where your marketing team does their magic with, with all of that and the content. 
So there's tons of ways you can maximize the power of this. This is great and definitely useful. If you guys are all new to LinkedIn, right? Let's say this is your first time building a profile. I highly recommend you use your company's content to just get it moving. You want to be able to just link things in there. That way it shows credibility. And if you don't have content yet, it's okay. We are 100% sure your company has something that explains what they do and why they do it. So you'll definitely want to link that on your profile. Now, exactly. the last one we have here is the about section. This one can get a little tricky. I think uh, since it's just an open platform, you can write whatever you'd like. What do you recommend people put in it? Yeah, good question. I'm going to answer some of the chats first. I saw someone say repeat the steps of the featured media. So here's the steps, you guys. Click on the add profile section to your profile. And then under the recommended links, you should see where to add featured links or featured media. So that's the steps on how to do that. So if you need help, you can send me a LinkedIn message and I'm happy to help you on that. Love. Okay. About section. So this is a huge, huge mistake that the majority of people make because they just don't know any better. And the problem that I see with most about sections, especially for salespeople, is it's just all about them. And that is not what we want. If you are not in the position to be hunting for a job right now, so if you have a job, you like your job, you're not looking for a new job, then what I'm about to tell you is going to be incredibly important because you need to make your about section about the company and about you. But you need to start it off with basically the elevator pitch for the company. So what is the value that you all bring as an organization to people? And what is the most important thing that you want people to know about your company and the solutions you provide? So this profile isn't just all about you and how amazing you are. Yes, we need to work that in there and weave in your story. But what happens is when people land on your profile and they see the things that we just talked about, they also see just like the very first, maybe two sentences of your about section before they have to click that see more button. And most people don't click that. And so you don't want to waste that with, I've been, you know, doing this for 15 years and this is where I've worked before. Like you don't, that's a waste of space. Don't do that. Instead, put the most valuable sentence that you have in your organization. Obviously, you guys all have awesome marketing teams, so this isn't hard. Even go to your company's LinkedIn page. They probably have a sentence you can use there. And then put that as your first sentence because we want people to land on your profile and be like, oh, this is how this person helps me. And then you weave in maybe customer um, testimonials, maybe some stats of, of some results that you guys have achieved. And then you weave in your own personal story with that. But I always like starting with the company and the value that you all provide. And then you can weave in, at, you know, my role as an AE at ABC company, et cetera, et cetera. I enjoy helping our clients yada, yada, yada. And then you can get into your past experiences and your accolades, right? But I want you to start talking about the company and then weave in your story and what you do at that company. Does that make sense, Adrian? Definitely does. And I can okay. see why. So for those asking, well, why would you start with the company first? If you're going to be prospecting, it makes a lot of sense that the person understands who you're representing, right? Totally. And, and then they get a little taste of who you are as a person at the end of that about section where they then you can describe a little bit more about yourself. So you get that uniqueness to your about section. But you want to start with the company so people just know who it is that you're representing and what it is that you guys do to begin with. It's going to help you in the long the long term when it comes to having these conversations about what solution you're selling. Now, I'm seeing people here. What about the comp putting the company description in your role description? Now, I know that in LinkedIn, you have all the jobs you you've had in the past. Should you be putting 
the company description in that role category. Yeah. So that's what Allison asked. So that's the experience section that I think you're referring to, Allison. And so, yeah, you can 100% do that, but I would also put what you're doing at that company, right? Like you need to weave in like your role and what that includes. So if you want to do that in maybe a bullet point fashion or a storytelling fashion. So this is what I tell people too, going back to the about section and experience section really, but mainly about think of it as a story. What I see a lot of people doing is just like bullet points of what they've achieved. And I don't want you to do that. You can still use bullet points, but I want you to like paint the picture for people and, and leverage a storytelling aspect. And so going back to your question, you sh- you could obviously put a little blurb about the company in your um, experience sections 100%, but I also want you to put something about you and maybe what you've achieved and what you're doing at that current role right now. Okay, this is great because at the end of the day, the LinkedIn profile is your LinkedIn profile. So you want to have that a little bit about yourself and what it is that you're doing, especially if it's your experience. Now, this is a good point to bring this up because Richmond in the chat is asking, where should a CTA be on your profile, if any? Do you want to tell them about creator mode? I like that. I like that question. So yeah, we can can talk about that. So I like to put call to actions in your about section. So like at the end of the about section is where I have, I have call to actions everywhere. So the end of the about section would be good. And then you can do your experience section as well. But you can also use the audio feature for a call to action, like a simple like connect with me type thing. Right. So there's all sorts of ways that y'all can weave in call to action throughout your entire profile without it being weird and spammy. Just okay. don't like obviously like start out of the gate with a call to action. Right. Like you want to <laughs> warm them up before you get there. Definitely. And if you guys didn't know this, you can switch your personal LinkedIn to a creator mode LinkedIn. Yeah. This is highly recommended if you're creating content, but it allows people to connect with you. I mean, they follow you essentially. Uh, it gives a puts a follow button on your profile that people can click. And then that's in some ways a call to action if you're already creating content around your company all the time. Yes. Let me make a comment about that though. Definitely. If you're not creating uh, content consistently, I wouldn't turn it on um, because what it does is I... I encourage it. Now they changed it a little bit because there's still like a connect button now. They just added it back. If, if you see the follow, now there's a connect button below it, which is fine. Um, so if you guys are in the habit of creating consistent content, go ahead and turn on creator mode 100%. But it's it's not going to be a massive benefit until you start until you start creating content. And, and the reason I say that is because it, some people get kind of confused if they just see the follow button and, and not a connect button or they see the follow button first which is, again, not a huge deal if you're posting content consistently because you do get the benefits of that. But what we've heard from clients is that some people are put off from that because they feel like, oh, they just want followers and they don't want connections. Mm, so, in line. yeah, it's it's a catch-22 here. Like prior to like a month ago, I would have said like, don't do creator mode at all. But they are adding back. It's weird. Sometimes I see the connect button and sometimes I don't. LinkedIn's weird with their updates. They they roll them out like uh, in, in waves. So I think now it's not as big of a deal because I still think you can have that connect button, but it's not as the follow button is first, you know? And so especially people that aren't super savvy with LinkedIn, you know, they might not know. They're like, oh, why do they want follow? You know what I mean? It's just this whole thing with prospects that are not super LinkedIn savvy might be turned off um, from just the follow button. That's just a, my two cents though. Like test it out, you know, see what happens. I was just talking to someone and they were like, I think when I turned it on, I actually got uh, got more views. And so, you know, I don't know. Like, do what you want. Experiment. Out. All right. <laughs> I'd like to hear it. 
So try it out, everyone. See if it changes the amount of views you get. Remember, you want to be creating content on a consistent basis. Now, I want to know from our audience, what are you currently using LinkedIn for? Are you using it more for prospecting? Maybe you're trying to build your personal brand or are you using it for networking? Maybe there's another reason and you guys can let us know in the chat. I would love to see some of these. Now, another portion of the profile that I think is very important is that footer, the the, fo- the photo that you have at the top. Uh, yeah, what yeah. should that photo be? Um, should it be about your company? Should it be about you? What do you think? Really good question. The cover photo. So another interesting piece of information that we've heard from our enterprise clients from their enterprise clients. So we have two options here. We have, well, we have more than two, but two main ones. We have a branded cover photo that's going to be branded with the company. And then we have something that's not branded, which is usually a landscape, like a pretty background, right? Mountains, ocean, whatever. What we have heard from some clients is that enterprise decision makers have said they actually prefer the non-branded cover photos because it seems more real. So... I am of uh, the notion that whatever you want, so whatever makes you feel comfortable, as long as it looks professional and is high resolution and it's not blurry. So that's the main thing. If you have something that you love, it's a, a certain you know photo that that means something to you, like try that. If your company has awesome branded backgrounds that you like, then do that. But don't throw something up because, well, I shouldn't say this because le- I don't know what leaders are me forcing you to do. None of my clients force their their sales team to put something specific. Um, so I think you have a little bit of freedom depending on your your leadership. And so make sure that you like it. You know, don't just throw something up like for for the hell of it. Like I, it needs to to be, you know, something you actually enjoy looking at because it's your profile. But keep in mind, it doesn't have to be branded. You know, that contrary to popular belief, like you don't have to have a company branded, uh, you know, background photo. So. Okay. All right. Now I'm seeing here that about 73, 73% of our audience is using LinkedIn for awesome. prospecting, 17% are using it for networking, and 8% are using it for brand building, which I think leads us into the next segment perfectly. So one way that you can really grow your profile is to connect with other individuals on LinkedIn. What is the best way to do this? And I know you said something about Sales Navigator in the pre-call, so can you tell me more about that? Yes. So for those of you who are in sales, a lot of you, most of you, I'm assuming you have Sales Navigator. You can let us know in the chat. This is the goldmine for prospecting on LinkedIn. You you need Sales Navigator if you want to take things to the next level. You can do it with, without it. It just takes a lot longer. So what you want to do, Allison says, yes, love, love Sales Nav. Awesome. So what you want to do, like most of you have account lists that you're going after, right? So you, you have a, a list of companies that you know you're going to target. Build those into your accounts in Sales Navigator. And then from those accounts, you can find those decision makers at those accounts. And so what you do is you drill down to your ICPs. You want at least a handful of people that you're trying to connect with. Um, You know, we're, we're trying to multi-thread here and not just focus on one or two people. We're trying to focus on multiple and then those people can go into specific lead lists. But then you can also have lead lists that are just not just those accounts that you're going after, but people that fit certain criteria. But it's so important that you have both accounts and leads all built out on your list in Sales Navigator and try to be hyper-targeted. I don't want you to create lists of like thousands of, of people, like, you know, a couple hundred max, maybe 500 max. I like keeping it small, like under 100 because they're hyper-targeted based on 
the industry, geographical location, job titles, accounts, et cetera. So you can get really specific, but try to create hyper, hyper focused lists. Okay. And I know that um, SalesNav has the spotlight feature. Can you tell me more about that? Why is that useful? Yeah. So they've been updating this a lot. I don't even know if they call it spotlights anymore. It's like called feature or something, but it's amazing because this is like the lowest hanging fruit possible on Sales Navigator. So if you are not using this right now, you need to be. And what I'm talking about is, for example, the posted on LinkedIn in the last 30 days. That's probably one of my most favorite ones. And then follows your company page is another awesome one because you can look at people that fit your criteria and those search parameters. And then if you click the follow your company page, they already know your company exists. They're following your company page. Well, at that at that point, you can go and look in your CRM and see if anyone on your team has you know talked to them at all. If not, that's amazing because they they know that you exist. The posted on LinkedIn in 30 days, you're only focusing on active users. So you want to make sure you're always checking that box because what I don't want you to do is waste your your time and effort on people who haven't logged in in 90 plus days. Those are called LinkedIn zombies. And so we don't want that, right? And not that everyone posts. There's still amazing prospects out there that don't post content very much, but they like and they comment on people's content. And that's totally fine. So I'm not saying like throw those people out because there's still a lot of amazing prospects that don't post content. But focus your efforts first on the people that do post content because then you can use my friendly leader method, which is essentially liking, commenting, waiting till they see your engagement and then sending a custom connection request mentioning that content. That's the very best way to get in front of people and get maybe like a 90% acceptance rate when you do it right. And so that's why I love the old school spotlights uh, feature. Okay, this is great. Now, I'm already seeing some people here in the chat are saying, where do I even get Sales Navigator? So for that question, you can get it on LinkedIn. Just look in the right hand corner. You'll see a button that says Sales Nav. You have your team has not purchased it yet. I highly recommend it. It is a great tool to find and search through LinkedIn more in a more fine way. Essentially, you can filter down to the most minuscule ways to find your exact prospect. So highly recommend it. Check that out. Convince your team to buy it because it's well worth the investment. Now, and if you guys uh, just FYI, if you want, I'm in a, an affiliate for sales now. So I get a tiny, tiny commission, but I have a special link that gets you 60 days for free instead of 30 days for free. So I'm happy to give that to you because right now you can sign up for 30 days for free. But if you um, just hit me up on LinkedIn, send me a message and I'll send you my link and you can get it for 60 days for free. Just FYI, just an offer. So I'm going to go ahead at the end of the uh, show. We're going to ask you where the people can find you. And I wanted you to drop in your, your LinkedIn and we'll have it there so you guys can reach out to her. Now, one big thing about sales nav right for those that don't have it so the team hasn't bought it yet what do you think is the best way to then follow people or look for your icp on linkedin yeah so it's kind of similar right to, to sales nav it's just you're not going to have nearly the opportunities and when it comes to searching but you can still use the search bar at linkedin the free version of linkedin.com you can use the search bar and you can drill down to certain job titles certain industries, certain locations. So you can still find lists of people that way. Uh, you can also use hashtags. So if you type in hashtags or certain keywords in the search bar in LinkedIn, you can see who is posting about certain things, which is a really good way to find people who are actively using the platform. And then look at people who are commenting. 
So if you are following people in your industry, which you should be, so this this goes without saying, but I'm going to say it anyway, you need to 100% follow all the thought leaders in your industry and all of the the people posting content, even if they're not, they're, they're industry experts, subject matter experts in your industry and the people that you're going after, that you're targeting, okay, the prospects, their industry as well. And then look at who's commenting on those posts because those are active users. So people have communities already and followers already of your target audience. And those people are engaging on certain people's posts. And so always look at the comment section of highly targeted specific posts that um, you know your target audience would would find valuable. And most likely they're the ones that are going to be commenting on that specific post. This is great. Now I want to hear from our audience. Put a one in the chat if you engage with other people's posts and put a two if you don't. But maybe you're thinking about it now that you know you want to follow these thought leaders. So it's kind of a two-way street here. One, you can be seeing who's commenting on those thought leaders' posts so you can actually follow them and reach out to them about the piece of content. Or you're replying to a lot of people and then these thought leaders will see your comments. And then when when you open up the conversation, you can mention it. Be like, hey, I saw that we both like this post. And we had some comments on it. Would you be open to a chat? So, 100%. great. It looks like most people are engaging. That's amazing. Great. Yeah. And this is like so underutilized, but you guys are doing a good job. I recommend doing it, leaving at least five comments a day. So this is this is what I train people on. So try to leave five meaningful comments per day across people's posts. And so these can be prospects posts. These could be uh, industry specific posts, the thought leaders, anything really. Like you want to have a good mix of the different types of posts that you're commenting on, but don't don't waste your time commenting on someone like, I mean, you can if you want, but like someone like Gary Vee has an example, like these massive influencers that have all of these followers that aren't specific to your audience, that's not going to get you super far. So just be mindful and intentional with the types of, of content that you are leaving comments on, but 100% get in the habit of leaving comments on a consistent basis. And then a quick little hack for you there, you can use those comments for your own posts. So let's say you left an awesome comment and all you do is copy and paste that into a document. And then when you're ready, go back, look at those comments, and then you can turn those into your own posts. Mm, I like that a lot. So speaking of your own posts, when it comes to creating content for those who want to take more of the brand building route, right? What kind of content should they be posting? I see you have an example here for us. Can you break this down? Yeah, for sure. And just FYI, everyone should be taking a brand building approach anyway, because if you're using prospecting for LinkedIn, the best way to get people to actually say yes to you and want to connect with you is to have a solid personal brand. Okay. And I think we all know this, but we have people that are, and I understand like prospecting is your number one goal for LinkedIn. That makes total sense. But we're here talking about this because you need to have a personal brand to take your prospecting to the next level. Okay. And that's what we're talking about right here. So you have endless company content to to post about. So if the fastest way to start posting content is to curate content that already exists. And so your company is posting content on LinkedIn, you can click that repost with your thoughts button and add your own two cents to that instead of just clicking repost. And that's the fastest way to start posting content. Now, when you get your feet wet and you're more comfortable with posting your own content, this is what I'm going to talk about right now. So what we have on the screen here is a post that I did a week or two ago that that blew up. And the reason it blew up is because I am talking about something that is a very popular feature that people use a lot in LinkedIn. And I'm telling people to stop using it. 
And so it's kind of a, I don't want to say controversial because it's not really controversial, but it goes against the norm. And that's why this blew up. So anytime that you can evoke emotions or evoke opinions and get get people fired up and to add their own two cents about what they found about something or what we you know what they think, it's going to it's going to perform well. And so I talk about in-mails here, and I'm sure a lot of you have stuff to say about in-mails also. Like, I'm not a believer in in-mails because people don't use them right. And if you use them right, sure. But I like engaging with people, commenting, liking, sending connection requests, and getting them in your network. And so I talked about that. And I went to Canva, and I literally, I saw someone mention Canva just a second ago. I went to Canva, and I created this with my brand's colors, Illuminetics, uh, a graph basically i just made it up right and i was like since inhales reply and mails and then i did that and then i posted about do this instead and i gave people do this instead step-by-step directions and that's why it performed well too so there's a couple of reasons why this did well one i'm going against the norm and telling people not to use in mails two i'm giving people an alternative so i said do this instead go to sales navigator build out the list so i'm literally step-by-step telling people what i'm essentially telling you all now on how to actually get results from LinkedIn. And so when you're providing people with value and action, actionable steps that they could take, those usually perform really, really well. Love to hear it. So guys, if you're thinking about what different types of content to make, this is definitely a way to approach it. Just think about something that could either be controversial that you truly believe in or draft something up. You can also do the repost of your company's content so that way you actually have something to speak on. Now, I'm seeing here that you also mentioned you can also use challenges, use cases, or frequently asked questions. So when it comes to that, how can someone use something like a frequently asked question to build content? Yeah. So AEs, this one is for you. So when you are talking to people, I'm I'm sure you have a list of of like FAQs that you're getting all the time from people. Turn those into content. You, You guys are having conversations with prospects. Pay attention to what they're asking you, jot those down or go back and listen to the call recordings and make a list of those and then start thinking about, okay, if these are the questions that I'm getting over and over again from prospects, how can I make a post about this on LinkedIn? Because chances are that the majority of of your buyers also have the same questions. And so you can make a valuable post answering that question. It's really simple. And that can give you content for days, for weeks, for months, <laughs> just with the FAQs that people ask you. This is great. So great. And I want you to want to know from our audience, because it's going to lead us right into the next point of conversation. How do you guys open conversations on LinkedIn? Are you doing the first message pitch? Are you trying to say something relatable? Or do you just open with a greeting? Like, how was your day? You know, I want to know, how are you guys opening these conversations? Maybe you're using something differently. We'd love to hear it. Put it in the chat. We'd love to see some of these. So let's get right into it, Mandy. When it comes to a thoughtful message, when you first connected with someone, what do you like to say? Yes. Okay. So this goes back to what I've been saying this whole time is look for something that you can engage with or personalize, right? So the name of the game with LinkedIn is all about personalization, but I'm not talking about old school email personalization with using the first name tag and inserting the company tag, right? Like we're talking about taking it to the next level here. So find something that you can mention that is highly personalized to them. So these are two examples that are not content examples, okay? So content is is super simple. And by that, I mean, 
hey, Adrian, I saw your post yesterday on X, Y, and Z. I really enjoyed what you had to say about ABC. Would enjoy connecting with you. You know, that is a message that you send after you engage with someone. These on the screen right here are completely random. So the first one is I, I saw this guy um, on a podcast. And so I literally told, you know, I love listening to your perspective on podcasts. This is a great tip for all of you in sales, especially the, the SDRs here. Look at the decision makers that are going on people's podcasts. Listen to the podcast. Call out something specific that you liked about the podcast, which isn't in this example, but I want you to do that. And then send a connection request. And I guarantee you 99% of them are going to accept because you actually took the time to listen to their podcast and you called out something specific that they said. That is an amazing way to get people to say yes. The one below is I'm name dropping. Any, this is why I love Sales Navigator, because you can find people who have mutual connections with people you already know. And then you can reach out to those people and say, hey, how well do you know this person? And then I'll ask for the, their permission to name drop. That's what I did here. You know, I said, my friend Rich is also one of your speakers. I'd like to connect. And so anytime that you can leverage something highly personalized that they know that you're not a robot and you can name drop people, you have something in common. Maybe they used to work at a company that you know, you can mention some someone in that same department. Those those type of things work really well. But at the, at the end of the day, just personalize something. If you can't find anything, look on their profile. Do they have something funny that they said? Did they post something recently that caught your attention? Did they work somewhere that maybe you have a history with or, or, you know, something is impressive. Like there are a million ways that y'all can customize requests. Or if you can't find anything in their profile, look at what the company is doing. So does the, is the company been mentioned in the news recently? You know, uh, did they have a new round of funding? Did, do they have a new product launch? Like there's so many ways that you can find something super specific to mention. Love it. Love it. And if you guys have anything that you specifically like to write, I would love to see it in the chat. What are some of your greetings? Maybe something you'd use with for relatability. We'll love to put that in here and see what type of messaging you guys are currently using. Because I'm hearing, I'm seeing here that about 12% are pitching on the first message. Uh, 53% are trying to say something relatable. And about 29% actually open with a greeting. So good stats to see. Would say stay away from pitching on the first message. It's just overused. Too many people get it it's going to be just put into a discard pile real quick. So exactly. try to do something <laughs> relatable and really hit it home, especially if you guys have something in common with your prospect. Now, how about that post connection message? What do you like to say in this situation? Yes. So if you can send a video and if it's in a high value prospect, I recommend sending a video and, and saying, you know, great to connect. So there's tons of tools that do this. I like using a tool called Magnify, but video is so, so powerful. And we don't like I could go on and on for hours talking to you guys about all this. We don't have time today. But uh, keep in mind, anytime you can send a video message, you're going to likely get a response. With that said, if you don't do a video message, I like just mentioning something lightweight. Again, if you can say something personal, cool. This is a very basic example for you on the screen. So I basically just say great to connect. If there's anything to do to help you and your team at ABC with XYZ. So insert your, you know, the prospect's company and then what you do. Let me know. Looking forward to our connection. You could also just, I've had results with just saying like, if there's anything to help you with, let me know. And if I can connect you with anyone, I'm happy to help, you know, so keep it super basic. But this is an example that like calls out. It's very lightweight. So I'm not like, hey, do you want to get on a call and talk about social selling so I can help your team? You know, I'm not asking that. I'm just saying, hey, if I can help your team, you know, improve their social selling efforts at LinkedIn, let me know. 
and it's very basic and lightweight and that's what you want to that's how you want to keep it and then you can continually follow up though like i'm not just saying this is a one and done after that you can if you come across something that's that's valuable that you think they would like because maybe they posted something recently you can send a message hey based on your post yesterday i came across this and thought you would also find this valuable you know or it, you can call out something else and maybe ask a question like a week later if they don't respond like maybe hit them up a week later ask a question to get the dialogue going but the whole goal is to just start the conversation it's not to pitch them out of the gate okay great to know and we have a lot of questions in this q and a so <laughs> we're seeing it blow up so we got five minutes left so i want to ask you mandy where can the people find you yeah linkedin of course so hit me up on linkedin um i'm happy to, to answer any questions that, that we didn't get to so follow me send me a message send me an email although i heard someone ask or i saw someone ask why not email? <laughs> Send me a personalized and mail, I'll respond. (laughs) So we're going to go ahead and drop Mandy's LinkedIn right here. Be sure to give her a follow. Shoot her a message asking maybe for that sales nav link. Make sure to just, if you have any questions, go ahead and give her an ask. Now, let's get into some of these Q&A while we got some time here. Now, I'm seeing an anonymous attendee said, how do I get my manager to buy in on social selling? That was a really good question. You need to arm them with the the proper data. Like if you guys just Google like social selling 2023 stats, there are so many amazing like recent data points on why this is a requirement for companies now. Like it's not just a nice to have anymore because if your organization doesn't start adopting social selling, they're going to get left in the dust. And that is a fact. And so I would just do some research that you can because leaders love data, as we know. Right. So research this. Go to Google and and find these these recent um, reports, essentially, and then send it to them so they understand that, look, this isn't just something that's like a nice to have anymore. It's becoming a requirement, a necessity to have. All right. Great, great answer. Now, I see Meg M as saying here, how can I add a video on my LinkedIn profile picture? I have seen some people add a 10 second video on the profile pic. I'm so sorry to tell you this, but they got rid of it. So oh. if you if you, you you were grandfathered in if you did it before they got rid of it, which was about a month ago. So I have one because I did mine like years ago. So that's why I brought up the audio for you guys to do because you can't do videos. However, I have a workaround. Make a video and feature it on your featured links. So m- this is what I'm telling people to do now. Make a video of yourself talking just like you would in your your profile video that you no longer can do. And then you can upload that video to your featured media section and bam, you have a video introducing yourself and actually probably will look better and get more clicks. So that's an alternative. Okay. And I see Selena here asks, how do you stay organized with the different leads you have connected with? Sales Nav, man, it's it's really hard if you don't have Sales Navigator <laughs> to do that, unless, you're, unless you have a spreadsheet that you're keeping track of. So Sales Navigator has so many amazing features and lists and notes features, and there's so many ways that it can help you. Um, plus, it integrates with Salesforce, and so there's all sorts of ways that you can, if you if you have Salesforce, um, you know, using both of those to keep up with that. If you don't have Sales Nav, then you're going to have to come up with some sort of like your own sort of system uh, to keep track of it. Okay. And lastly, here I see Lynette is asking. How can an SDR use FAQs for content creation? Yeah, work with your AEs and get the frequently asked questions. So right. you have relationships with your AEs, right? Figure out what people are asking and your marketing team too, you know? So get those from talk, start talking and communicating with your team 
and get those FAQs that are the most relevant right now. Like don't do ones from, you know, like you want ones that are very recent that people are asking. And then so talk to your team, get those, and then you can create that content. Okay. Well, Mandy, this has been a fantastic conversation. Thank you so much for doing this with us. It's been a pleasure having you here. You've given us some real gems for tips. So Yeah, no, I've had fun. Everyone say, need a part two. I know I can go on and on about it <laughs> for sure. So happy to help any of you. Uh, feel free to reach out on LinkedIn and we can go from there. But thanks for having right. me, Adrian. Of course. And thank you so much to our audience for engaging in the chat. Love to see you guys here. We will be having another show tomorrow. So be sure to tune into that. And as, as always, we will catch you all on the next one. See you later. <laughs>